Welcome to History Happened Everywhere. The Verdict. This is our after show podcast where we look back on our last episode, which was Mozambique, and we're joined by our resident critic, tormentor, and mentor, Mr. Paul Dursley. If you haven't listened to our episode on Mozambique, we urge you to go back and take a listen. Otherwise, there will be spoilers ahead. When you're getting old, you should start quoting your age in hexadecimal, especially if there aren't any letters in the number. I'd only be 33. No, 35, 36. 36. I'd be 36 in hexadecimal. I don't know what hexadecimal is. I'm, I'm stuck at even at I the I thought beginning. hexadecimal was like a hashtag and a load of letters. Well, hexadecimal is base 16. None of this helps. I don't know what you're talking about. How can right, you Right, right, right. Ryan, start the show. Dursley, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to History Happened Everywhere, The Verdict. My name is Ryan Weir and I am here in the studio with my two favourite peas, Peter Goddard and Mr Paul Dursley. How are you doing both? Peas in a pod. Uh, we're in a pod. Cast. We are oh, in a pod. Oh, very good. Did that. Peas yeah, in a pod. We, yeah, we make the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Back in your box, Dursley. <laughs> So, we are back again, Paul. Another week has passed. You've had some um, feedback online. I hope they're all nasty. No, they seem to be quite positive. People seem to like the fact that you're a misery guts. You have a fan <laughs> club. The Paul Dursley fan club. Yeah, I think you should start writing a little newsletter. First newsletter, sod off! <laughs> well, yes, exactly. If I were to do that, it would think, it would mean I care and I don't. Dear fan, how are you? I don't care, Dursley. <laughs> That's good. Uh, how are you doing, Paul? Are you okay? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. And you? Have you had a vaccine yet? I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> that was the implication. My mum got hers, so I thought I just assumed that you'd be sort of in the queue with her. Do you get a choice of where it gets injected? Like, can you say I want it in my leg? I think you could say left arm or right arm. That's about it. Like, but if you like, if you refuse and said I only want it in my left nipple, would they do it? No. Doesn't it need to go into a vein? Yeah, it all depends how you want to get it in. Most in injections are mus intramuscular. Well, how does it travel then around the body, or does it not? I don't understand how any of this works. I'm a child. Thinking about it, yeah, it's odd, isn't it? You inject it into a muscle, so how does it get out of the muscle? Well, yeah, there are capillaries through muscles, aren't there? So there is a blood supply to them. Your muscles need oxygen, don't they? They do. Yeah. Oh, the muscles in my neck and shoulders. Paul, are you good at giving a massage? Because I'd pay you. Honestly, I'm so tight. My shoulders are like I feel like my shoulders are up by my ears at the moment. You look like a clenched fist, Ryan. I do look. That's how I feel. Honestly, I feel like the Incredible Hulk just in my shoulders. The rest of me is the blob. <laughs> <laughs> Monsieur Le Dursley. No, it's Portuguese, isn't it? Senhor Dursleyo. Uh, Mozambique fan. Yes. Have you been? I've not been to Mozambique. I've been about five miles away on the South African side of the border. Were you on a um, safari tour? Yes, because there are some game parks right on the border and they sort of, well, for us, we have to stop at the border, but the animals are allowed to go over. Well, they can't really stop the animals, can they? 
unless they shoot them. Well, they could put a bloody great fence up. Oh, that's true. You can imagine a rhino going, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> is that how they sound? <laughs> uh, right, so, well, let's talk about the episode, Paul. Um, you know, what, what did you think? You enjoy it? Was it all right? It was all right. All right. High praise there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I I think it was all right. It's well, it's it's an interesting country, isn't it? It has some weird things because you know, as you said, it was a part of the Commonwealth. We wonder why. Yeah. Well, you 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 told us the reasons, but also they drive on the left as well. Oh, do they? They which, do. This which is, true. is unusual for them. Why do the they drive on the left? They're, they're basically surrounded by countries that drive on the left, so it's a bit stupid not to. And why do they do that? Because they're surrounded by countries. Didn't you listen? They're surrounded by countries that drive on the left. <laughs> I didn't. I listen. don't know, Ryan, why you're. <laughs> even... Oh, man. Um, but the Portuguese don't seem to have really, really owned the place in their colonial times. They didn't seem to have become very Portuguese, from what I can make out. People do speak Portuguese today. But yes. they didn't seem to have sort of managed the place, particularly, from what I can make out. Yeah, uh, it's, it, yeah it's interesting. It's interesting to think, isn't it? Because you know, what natural resources does Mozambique have? I see no bauxite. <laughs> <laughs> and no bauxite, I'm not interested. <laughs> but so perhaps that's why that's why they didn't really care about it. You know, there was there was nothing to extract from it. It had a good coastal location, which I suppose was of some value, but yeah, I guess there's not there wasn't a huge natural resource to be plundered, so I guess they just let other people get on with it, right? Not not yet. They have the technology. They could have got all that oil and gas. Well, they've got the gas now, haven't they? Yeah. I, I suppose, you know, strategically, yes. Because in the early 1900s, although Portugal is Britain's oldest ally, it would never been to war with them. We actually got quite close to going to war with Portugal in the early 1900s about... Uh, what the countries that are now called Zambia and Zimbabwe. What happened was basically, you know, it was the old roads Cape to Cairo, north-south axis, but Portugal wanted the east-west axis. And the country right in the middle of that is now called Zimbabwe. And so there was lots of sabre-rattling and then they looked at the size of the British fleet and decided not to. Yeah, probably best not. Don't take on the British fleet. Well, not then. We still have a blue water navy, though. What's a blue water navy? A navy that p- can project itself globally across all oceans, as opposed to a green water navy. That only lives in ponds. <laughs> Filthy <laughs> ponds. <laughs> Algae. Well, yeah, yeah. Sort of, sort of. It's local. It's local. It's local coastlines. Yes. Hey, I want to ask a question. Yes. All right. Um, pneumaticals. Yes. So, are you were you are you aware of the pneumatical before? Because uh, we neither of us were aware before this episode. No, that the pneumatical I, existed as a currency. Never heard of it at all. It's an unusual. What, what, did, did did you get what the etymology was of it? Yes, it was an Arabian measure. Oh, measure of yes, weight. of course. Because sorry, yeah, it sounds like I hadn't listened to the program. Yes, because it, it's cognate to dinar, isn't it? Yes, indeed. So, yeah. new, new medical. And, and in the podcast, we were talking about whether or not there were other currencies 
that were specific to, you know, that only existed within one country. And yes. we couldn't think of any others. Could you think of any? You know, in your travels, have you been to a country where you've got a strange currency that was unique to just that country? It's not a dollar or a pound or a croon or yeah. a euro? Um, yes. I A couple of years ago, I was in Guatemala, and they've got mm-hmm. a currency called the Quetzal, which is named after a bird. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Is it still a Quetzal? Oh, yeah. I think there were something like seven Quetzals to the pound. Okay. If you were going to name a currency after a bird, Ryan, what would you know? I'd, I'd have the... Uh, Starling. British Heron. Starling! That was good. Because it's like Sterling. Yeah, it? I see what you did there. Yeah. I think I'd call it Titland. The what? Titland. Oh, yeah, you could call it the tit. You could have, like, two tits for a... Tenor. Tenor. <laughs> <laughs> So Mozambique. Yeah, new medicals. New medicals. You, you're going to spend your new... What are you going to spend your new medicals on on your visit to Mozambique, uh, Paul? Well, it used to be a big holiday destination, didn't it? Um, Lorenzo Marques, which was the capital, which is renamed Maputo. Uh, yeah, so a lot of the South Africans used to go over there because it was a bit more relaxed than the stuck-up apartheid South Africa, so they could see whoever they wanted to see of whatever race. And... Just like pre-revolutionary Cuba, where, yeah. which was a bit of a playground for the Americans and then revolution happened and didn't really work out so well. Yeah. I mean, I've seen pictures of it and it looks absolutely stunning. Some of the beaches on of Mozambique and the water and everything. As, as ever, with a place I research, I fall in love with every place I research and I fell in love with Mozambique. Yeah. It's got a lot of problems and it's got a lot of challenges, but... You look at Maputo, looks like a really nice place. There's some gorgeous locations, especially the coast, obviously, is such amazing beaches and holiday destinations. Yeah. I I really fell in love with it. You'd come back with a T-shirt that said, I went to Mozambique and all I got was this any anger. (laughs) (laughs) All I picked up was the spirit of a shrimp. I've been possessed (laughs) by a spirit of a prawn ever since. I mean, that's the danger, isn't it? You don't know. You, you go to Mozambique. Suddenly, got, now I'm going to devote my life to healing, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah. That was not, was not on my life's plan. No, it <laughs> definitely wasn't. So Peter seems to be giving quite a lot of credit to the Zionist church in Mozambique for being um, quite open to all races. It was a progressive church. It gave hope to people who were in desperate situations uh, and it gave them a sense of equality in in the church. But I would argue that they didn't do that out of the kindness of their hearts, that the whole church is geared towards making money and conning people. Thanks, John Alexander Dowie. And I don't think that disappeared just because they went to Mozambique. Uh, but you're but you're both right, aren't you? That both of those statements are true. I think the reason was uh, the assimilated who had to learn Portuguese and uh, do do as they were told to, you know, get get the benefits. I'm sure they would despise, and I'm sure they were had to be Catholic as well. So you know, it, it's almost that. Oh, what else is there? Oh, we'll pick this. Yeah. So it could have been, you know. Start, it certainly started off as this con, uh, but it may have been right place, right time, because there's a, 
there's an awful lot of you know, evangelical Protestantism in South America as well. You know, other other major Catholic countries. There's a lot in Brazil. You you see a lot of these what I would say fanatical churches there. But on the subject is, of faith healing specifically, there's there is an interesting intersect here I think between uh, superstition and science, which is that the placebo effect is a thing, right? It's a measured and understood thing. Expensive placebos are more effective than cheaper placebos. Red placebo pills are more effective than blue placebo pills. A placebo injection is more effective than a placebo pill. And yet none of these things have any actual other than placebo effect. Thoughts, Paul, on placebo, not the band. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the early albums. <laughs> but does a placebo have to have something to be against? So the placebo is you know, the blind in a uh, test, in a, in a scientific test. But when, when you're having the religion, the placebo is generic because it's everything else. But it's the act of faith, right? The act of faith makes you better. Right? That is, this is scientifically a fact that believing you will get better is more likely to make you better than not believing you are going to get better. So, Arguably, anything that makes you believe you will get better has a healing, genuinely scientific healing property. Are you John Alexander Dowie in disguise? I can do the voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's been proven. So in... Uh, in the Mozambique episode, uh, we were talking about uh, healing, um, faith healing, and how John Alexander Dowie introduced mail order healing. And we were wondering about how that would actually work in practice. And yes. I asked, I posed the question of, I wonder if that's still happening today. You know, whether other people out there still doing a mail order healing. Well, isn't that sort of televangelism the same sort of thing? Similar, yeah. So we we looked into it a little bit, and um, it turns out weirdly these COVID times have kind of given us a bit of insight into this. There are faith healers who would previously have laid hands onto people and saved them through the faith in God, who because of COVID were no longer able to do that. So they set up, they started doing telephone faith healing, where uh, apparently the, the the thing that heals you is faith and God. Uh, God apparently and clearly transcends time and telephone bills, uh, and they are continuing to have a successful healing practice from afar through the telephone. So why didn't they do it before the COVID thing then? Oh, I'm sure they probably did, right? I think it's just it's uh, it's relevant now or more well, relevant now. I guess they're like everyone else. Now they've realised they can work from home. They don't want to go back. Can you imagine? I know it works. It's going to be great. Yeah. And what struck me was that those that were taking part were sort of taking right turns in their way of thinking and saying, well, actually, it doesn't matter to be to have the hands laid upon you physically. Yeah, it's like hypnosis. It's like we discussed on hypnosis, isn't it? You know, they're, they're, they're a self-selecting crowd. Yeah, if you if you want to get better, then it doesn't really matter as long as there's some, you have sufficient sense that this person's faith is going to heal you, then I guess it will. Yeah, and, well, you know, it's 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 the same thing as religion per se, isn't it? It's... Uh, it's you're vicariously wanting somebody else to to enhance 
your beliefs. So you're making somebody else, you're putting somebody else on that pedestal so you can agree. You can, you, you can agree with that. And I think it's the same sort of thing as faith healing. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's one of those, it's difficult uh, for, to say, as I, I like to think I'm a rascalist and I'm not religious. So I, I can look at it and un- understand why it, hap- why it happened in the past and why people were susceptible to it in the past. I find it more difficult to think why people are susceptible to it now. Well, you didn't see what happened to Aunt Beryl's gallstones, did you? She managed to pass them, <laughs> did she? I mean, she's, she's dead now. <laughs> Paul, tell us, um, tell us a fact about uh, Mozambique. Was there anything that surprised you or blew your mind? Uh, Things you didn't know? About yes, about about the flag because I thought it was Angola that had the AK forty seven on the flag, but it still does, doesn't it? I didn't realise that um, Mozambique had it as well. I didn't realise. I thought that Mozambique was the only country to have a modern gun on its flag. I'm going to have to look that up. No, I, I, I was. Sure, did you not Angola. know that Angola has an AK-47 on its flag? Well, I, one of the Come things on, I Peter. did learn since we did the podcast, because I, you know, I said peri-peri sauce was Mozambican. Yeah. Apparently that's quite disputed as well, because again, Angola and Mozambique are laying claim, and these are both obviously African Portuguese colonies, right? both laying claim to the peri-peri sauce as well. So It's a very tasty sauce. There must be some sort of a local rivalry between Angola and Mozambique. Hmm. Oh yeah, I'm With sure all those AK forty sevens lying around. <laughs> Very friendly places. Rivalry could turn nasty at any time. So, Paul, I'm going to create you a flag for you specifically, uh, the verdict flag. Okay. Um, so, on the flag, what colours are we going to have? Black and white. Are you a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, Paul. How about like the cross section of a slice of Battenberg? Uh, you can't. You can't have pink. It's not the. It's not a colour that you can have on flags. Look, if you can draw a book and a gun and a hoe on a star in a triangle on a flag, yeah, I figure you can do what the heck you want. He might not want a slice of bad book. Maybe that's what he's saying. It's we a bit, have something else. It's a bit. Uh, yeah, their flag is a. It's a little bit busy. I think you might say. There's a. There's a lot going on, isn't there? <laughs> I think some earphones and a microphone. Right on yeah, the verdict flag, yeah. and a, a, a gavel, yeah, and a wine glass, rampant. <laughs> <laughs> that just means standing up, right? Well, you don't want it spilled, do you? How can we convey a look of disdain on a flag? Disdain, look of disdain, or a, the sound of disdain? Maybe just a, a sad mouth, a sad mouth, a downward a turn, crescent, turn down a downward crescent. Yes. All right, I'm going to draw this up. I'm going to create us a little verdict. Sneer. A sn- sneer on a flag. <laughs> All right. That's going to go on our website. We're going to have a little verdict flag. <laughs> With a sneer. Inspired by Mozambique. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, 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 don't forget, you can't, you can't put a colour on a colour. You can only put a colour on a metal. Wait, what? Well, should on a colour on a colour just creates a new colour? White, white and yellow are not colours. They're metals. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, we can do that. Yellow is a metal, so we can have a yellow background and then pink squares. Battenberg. Battenberg, exactly. 
I think this is good. It's well, going to be a weird oblong. I, thi- I think but... I, I, I think the Battenbergs might not be very happy about that because it exists already. Oh, that's a good point. Well, well, you know that that is the reason why the Battenberg cake looks like that because it was modelled on the flag of Battenberg, which was uh, which was red and yellow squares. It's a flag and a flag with a flag. Exactly. I don't know how they got the marzipan on a flag, though. Right. I think it's about time we drew this to a close. So I'm going to ask you the question, which I ask every week. What what could that be? Which is, what's our grade? What's the grade? What's the grade? I think Pete's covered the country well. Uh, he gave a he good uh, outline of the time period. Uh, there was a lot of religion in it. Okay, most of it was about an Australian charlatan from Scotland. But yeah. I think I should give it a straight B. Yes! That's solid. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think you covered all the bases strongly so i am fully support paul's grade there's there's one thing you did mention that melbourne was in south australia in the thing which of course it isn't is it not no in fairness that was uh that was a bit of a muddle because he originally moved to adelaide and then moved to to melbourne which is in south australia that's where the mix-up occurred. Oh, I'd love it if he now says, so that's the reason I'm making this a C. A D! <laughs> <laughs> now, even I wouldn't do that. Unless unless you send me a little emolument, Ryan. No, I'm good. I think he deserved it. It's all good. But uh, I'll, I've got to go and look up now in a dictionary what emolument means. So... <laughs> <laughs> Lifelong learning, man. Lifelong learning. <laughs> this has been great. Okay, so we've come to the end. You got a B. Well done, Pete. Uh, well done for the episode in general. Like, it was just really interesting. Like, a world which I knew absolutely nothing about. And thank you for introducing me to um, the charlatan that is John Alexander Dowie. Fantastically um, What a character of history. Character, isn't he? Yeah, really. Fortunately, he's dead, so he can't sue us. He absolutely can't. Well, in terms of suing, he's come the wrong side of suing already, which is why he left San Francisco. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay, that's the verdict for this week. Um, Thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much to you, Mr. Paul Dursley, our judge and jury. My pleasure. Peter, thank you for being here and doing such a fantastic episode. But mainly thank you to you, the listener, for listening to these podcasts. We've done... The 21 of these now and we've got more lined up and ready to come and we're only going to do these as long as you're enjoying them so it's lovely to hear that you're having a great time listening to these so thank you very much for all that you do uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us about any of the things that we've talked about in this episode or in the Mozambique episode itself or in fact any of our episodes you can find us on our Twitter account which is HHE podcast that's at HHE podcast or you can email us at HHE podcast at gmail.com now in an act of flagrant bribery if you would like to feature on a future episode all you got to do is rate and review the show on Apple podcasts uh, genuinely getting these reviews really helps us get the word out so you'd be helping us and we will totally suck up to you by giving your name out on the next episode Uh, In the meantime, you can join discussions. You can talk to us on Facebook and Reddit uh, so you can make sure you can subscribe to those. 
Or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, where a hit of history happened everywhere will magically appear in your feed every, almost every day. <laughs> every day. Nearly every day. <laughs> every day. And uh, I'll give, yeah, I'll, we'll, give a free, I'll give a free insult as well. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> we'll do some daily insults from Paul Dursley. You, you heard it here first. All that's left to say is that you've been listening to... History happened everywhere. The verdict... Dursley, Paul Paul Dursley, Paul Paul Dursley. This is the new Dursley. Uh, oh, shut up! <laughs> this is the new verdict shut up. song. No, it's bloody not. Getting on my tit. <laughs> yes, I know. I've just given you the thing at the start. <laughs>